0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in
1: paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. As a reminder, if you'd like some more information about what you hear about our show today, please feel free to give us a call at 808 791 2924. You can also visit me online at therogroup.org. Now, during today's show, we're going to examine steps you can take to build more financial confidence during three critical periods of your life, your 20s, 30s, and your 50s, and into retirement. Now, the decision-making process during each of these three chapters of your life is critically important to each and each comes with its own unique set of challenges and needs. Now, I think these three chapters are also interconnected in a way that we should always be aware of. If you make good decisions during your 20s and 30s, the strategy challenges that you may face in your 50s are probably going to be less acute. And from there, the choices that you have to make in retirement may also be a little less stressful. Now, before we break down these important financial chapters, allow me to welcome my co-host with us as always, Tony Shore. How are you today, Tony? I am fantabulous, doing great. I've
0: had a great week, and uh, the weather finally uh, warmed up enough here where I'm at to go outside, to go go outdoors for the first time in a couple of weeks. So uh, that was fun. Uh, But yeah, I'm doing great. Had a great week so far. How about you? What's been uh, up in your world?
1: I want to remind the listeners, too, that you're up in Minnesota. I'm in Minnesota right now. So I was kind of uh,
0: frozen in place for a while.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I, we got um, clients, a lot of listeners up in Alaska too. So I think they might be thinking, well, do you work pretty cold up here as yeah, well? I bet. <laughs> but yeah, you're in the warm, balmy state of Minnesota. Yeah.
0: Well, we, we um, actually hit the high 30s uh, over the weekend. So that was a warming trend. Saw kids
1: out in their mm-hmm. shorts and t shirts wow. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious because I'm obviously here in Hawaii and. Um, we had we were over at friend's house um, on Monday. It was one of my friends' birthdays, so I stopped by and, and hung out and the sun went down and the breeze came in, it got down into the lower seventies and they had to put coats on.
0: Ah seventies. <laughs> <In the laughs> <70s>. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm not I'm not kidding either. They have to put their hoodies like, Oh, it's a little chilly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff right there. Well, yeah, it's just, it depends on where you live and where you, where you grew up as far as climate is concerned. But have you been keeping busy? I know you've been meeting with a lot of people, haven't you?
1: Yes. Um, you know, I'm getting used to the virtual meeting world. And uh, actually my first face-to-face meeting last week in a long time. Oh. Um, existing clients, sure. you know, and they just don't feel comfortable doing the Zoom and they felt comfortable meeting face-to-face. Sure. So we went out for coffee and uh, it was kind of nice yeah and i you i you've been talking to people in alaska and oregon
0: having uh, you know some zoom conferences so and meetings with uh, some new uh, you know potential clients and prospects and people who have questions and i know you're more than happy to talk to our listeners as well uh, no matter where they're at and and where they're listening so that's very helpful so i, I think this is a great topic i'm I'm eager to discuss that first chapter, the 20s and 30s, because I think so much of retirement marketing and what we hear about retirement planning focuses on people who are, you know, closer to punching the time clock for the last time. But as you and I both know, getting ready for retirement, that's a process that really needs to begin decades before you're done working, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The sooner you start, the better. And, you know, what better point to um, start our segment with the first chapter? And so I have a Kiplinger article here titled Six Savings Tips for Millennials Who Want to Retire Rich. Now, this has some good information, but I do have a slight bone to pick with the title. Um, I don't think that the goal should be to retire rich. I think the goal should be to retire in a way that makes you feel uh, fulfilled and secure in your retirement. Sure. Uh, but that being said, the information in the article is is pretty helpful. The first piece of advice. Creating a budget that places a priority on retirement savings. Now, that's some good old fashioned meat and potatoes kind of advice. Um, and we used to say um, quite a few times on this show, Tony, pay yourself first. Yep. You know, so even if it's a little bit of money, you're just tucking away each check. Start somewhere, start with some things. And even though I know our millennial uh, friends, you know, have new challenges the student loans, uh, increasingly high rent, um, trying to get a start on saving when you're just getting started off, you know, with an int- entry-level job right out of college is, is difficult. But it's important to conquer those challenges and just squirrel away a couple bucks every paycheck. Again, even if it's $50 a month, just start somewhere. Yeah. If Then it becomes a habit.
0: Well, I mean, when you're still in your 20s, any amount of money that you could set aside for retirement can potentially grow into a nice chunk of change 40 years down the road with compounding interest, right?
1: Right. Yeah. I just was talking to a, a gentleman um, from Oregon before we went on the air and he was reading my book and uh, he really liked the time value of money part um, because the more time you have, my goodness, it's, it's it really pays dividends. And it's so important just to start somewhere. And the earlier, the better. Again, I can't stress that enough. Um, the next tip is taking complete advantage of your employer's 401k match now this is a drumbeat that regular listeners of our show often hear if your employer offers a 401k you have to start contributing immediately up to the at least the amount to trigger the full match and as this article notes if your employer contributes 50 cents for every dollar up to six percent which is quite common that means you're saving nine percent of your salary out of each check wow and, uh, we, you know, as we always shout from
0: the rooftops, do not leave free money sitting on the table, right? Uh, s- exactly. So what's next?
1: Yep. I like the way you put that because that is part of your pay, and that's what people have to look at yeah. it. Um, now, uh, the next step is uh, establishing a Roth is really a good way, especially when you're in this first chapter in your 20s. The longer you have your Roth to grow, the better it's going to be in the long run. Now, if if your employer doesn't offer that 401k, you better get a Roth ASAP. Or if you already maxed out your contributions, this is your next smart move. Open that Roth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you read my mind. Roth IRAs have a lot of benefits, uh, but there are also rules and nuances that you need to be aware of with Roth IRAs, which I think, once again, makes it a great reason to work with a financial professional like yourself.
1: Right now, Roth. You know, for listeners that um, you know, might not be unfamiliar with, the one they do have some tax benefits. No tax deduction on contributions, but it grows tax free forever, and you can withdraw it tax free. Sometimes there's penalties, uh, but that's also. Uh, it can be avoided too. So yes, if you consult a financial professional, they can absolutely uh, steer you in the right direction. Um, Now next, Kiplinger actually expresses the importance of something else you and I have highlighted often during our previous episodes, and that's automating your savings. Whether it's your work plan, your 401k, TSP, or whether it's a Roth that you're doing yourself, set it up so that you automatically contribute to it, that it either flows directly out of your paycheck or have your paychecks direct deposited, and then on the same day or the next day, have the savings portion automatically withdraw. That way you don't have to physically either write a check or log on to a website and transfer money. It happens without you having to think about it and it becomes part of your budget and it becomes habitual.
0: Yeah. I mean, any move that you can make uh, that would uh, make your financial strategy
1: easier is going to be a good step. Yes, absolutely. Um, Now, the next prudent financial move you can make in your 20s and 30s is investing wisely. Um, So you don't don't want to be in things like CDs, you know, or money markets. You want to be a little more aggressive when you're younger. Uh, Now, before we get too far into the weeds about, you know, the wisdom of investing, um, we don't really have the time to cover all these rules of the positives and negatives, but You know, Tony, you mentioned that meeting with the financial service professional about the Roths, and that's a great idea. And I would like to add that the investing side is a perfect opportunity to add a financial service professional to your team so they can set up something that aligns with your risk tolerance as well as your investment objectives. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's like we always say, building a financial strategy isn't always easy. So why go it alone?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And here's another tip. Boost your savings. So the article mentions that some people recommend that you save 10 to 15% of your salary. So if you're not quite there yet, adding a little more savings, even if it's something, again, $50 a month, it can incrementally move you closer and closer to that that savings sweet spot. Yeah, I think that's great. And we've had a great
0: discussion so far. We're talking about preparing for retirement in three stages. Uh, The first stage is your 20s and 30s. Uh, The next stage is your 50s. And then when you're fully retired and you already addressed uh, 20s and 30s, so now it's time to focus on the strategy steps that people might want to take when they're in their 50s. Uh, And that's, you know, retirement is staring you right in the face at that point.
1: Right, yeah. So, chapter one just start early, save, be aggressive, and don't hesitate talking to a professional. Now, once you get to your 50s, you kind of have a nest egg built up. And so now you kind of have to change the game a little bit. And so, an article from The Balance uh, that I found actually references this pretty good. And this one's titled Tips for Retirement Planning in Your 50s. And it really lays out some great uh, ideas and details. So, its first recommendation is to get a handle on your spending. Because as you mentioned tony at this point in retirement is staring you right in the face and i can't tell you how many times people will say that to me it's it's practically daily at least several times a week people will say you know all i did was work and save work and save and all of a sudden i looked up and i got i got to start thinking of what i'm going to do with this money uh, so it's kind of like an analogy you know like it's like the medicine that tastes bad but might make you feel better you've got to get a plan together. You've got to worry about cutting your spending as likely you're not going to make the same income in retirement as you did during your working life.
0: Yeah, probably not. And a little sacrifice today may make retirement
1: a lot easier tomorrow, right? Exactly. Yeah, so what's next? Uh, well, the next is um, trimming down your debt and it ties in directly with what we just mentioned of cutting back your spending. I mean, for many of us, debt is a part of life, you know, whether it's your mortgage, which interest rates are so low, so that's very manageable, uh, your car payments, you know, or the big, bad, uh, scary, ugly, the credit cards. Um, But that said, you don't want to head into retirement with anchor of debt weighing you down. You want to have that freedom because if you don't have debt, then it won't take as much income um, to have the kind of lifestyle that you want to have. So one potential strategy when you're in your 50s is attacking the principal on some of this debt and and be as aggressive as possible with it. And then once you have smaller balances, then you can probably refinance in a lot uh, friendlier terms. The article also has two bits of pretty good advice when it comes to uh, homeownership in your 50s. Uh, First, selling your home. If you no longer need as much space, kids are gone. Um, You don't need three, four bedrooms anymore, particularly if you bought years ago. Uh, And second, if you prefer to stay in your current home during retirement, having your mortgage completely paid off before you retire means that's less income that you're going to have to generate to make ends meet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think both of those homeownership strategies make a lot of sense. A financial professional like yourself, It can also offer a solid perspective on what to do with your home before and after you retire, which is huge. A little education never hurt anyone, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And speaking of education... The article actually next emphasizes making sure that you never stop learning and expanding your financial knowledge. Um, when it comes to financial strategy, there's really no, no finish line. It's not a destination. It's a journey. So you should always be aware of changing rules and standards so that you and your strategy remain you know, nimble and adaptable. And don't forget that some rules and regulations change as you get older. Um, they just changed RMDs from 70 and a half to 72. That's your required minimum distributions when you have to start taking money out of your pre-tax plans. Um, new things like Roths, you know, aren't that old, only about 20 years, ETFs. So things constantly change. And you know, again, another thing I hear a lot of too is, People never really learned this. You know, they were busy with their careers. They put their heads down and focused on their jobs and their families who had time to learn about all the financial stuff. So the more you can learn, the better you're going to be. That way, when you do meet with a financial service professional, some of the lingo and stuff, you're going to understand a little better. Uh, so take advantage of books, websites, even classes to sharpen up your skills. And, and again, that way you'll be able to ask you know your financial service professional the right questions, and you guys can be on the same page and come up uh, as a team and make a really good plan together. Yeah, that's great. One of the things I always tell people Greg, is not label their
0: finance professional as somebody who simply works for them, but instead view them as a partner, somebody who's on the same team who really does care about you and your financial future. And I know that's what you do for your clients. Uh, What do you have next for us on this topic?
1: Yeah, that's a good point, Tony. Um, Next, you know, uh, through your 50s, it may be time many folks begin thinking about, you know, winding their career down. And it may in fact be the perfect time to to hyper focus on your career. Uh, Look at it this way. When it comes to accumulating assets, your earning potential is probably going to be the most powerful tool that you have. If you love your job and you are still challenged by it, well, why not consider staying in the workforce a little bit longer than you originally anticipated? By doing so, you give yourself continued purpose while also providing yourself additional financial resources uh, once you do decide to retire. And to that point, you know, it, it bridges towards Social Security. If you want to retire at you know, 65, for example, but you're still really loving your job, um, it might pay to wait to file Social Security and, and build that that up. Um, social security is something we talk a lot about, uh, on this show. Um, and just briefly, it, it's based on 35 years of earnings in the workforce for everybody. Even if you only work 30, 35 is still the number, meaning you have five years that are counted as zeros. So if you're in your mid fifties and you're making more money than you ever have, the possibility of earning even more in the coming years may end up ultimately boosting your social security check. Mm.
0: Well, and if you know, you've talked about this in previous shows, but don't undercount the fact that retirement means a lot more time on your hands too, and that may be a struggle for some people. If you like your job and you find purpose in it, why
1: not keep going? Right. Yeah, we've talked about the time gap that you got to fill, and uh, totally agree with that. Um, Your portfolio is another thing that you really need to focus on when you're in your fifties. So you're gonna want to make sure that it's balanced correctly and I can't stress this enough, I can't tell you how many times I meet with people and they honestly don't know what they have. It might've been an old 403B from a previous employer, an old 401K that's just sitting there that they allocated when they were 35 years old and they really don't know what it's done, what it is, or even what it's worth. It's time to get organized um, with your finances at this stage in life. So at this point, go through it with a fine tooth comb, enlist the help of a financial service professional. I actually enjoy doing this, helping organize people. And I had a lady last year tell me as I, she handed me a bunch of papers and I'm thumbing through them and getting organized, she goes, I can't believe I actually enjoy doing this. <laughs> but <laughs> But I do, you know, because I know it it ultimately gives them less stress and gives them a light at the end of the tunnel. And I've done it so many times. It's easy for me where for people doing it on their own, there's a lot to learn and it can seem overwhelming and stressful. So take advantage of, of a financial service professional and get organized. Yeah.
0: I mean, and that hits home for me when it comes to your portfolio. A second opinion from somebody you can trust is huge. That's a really smart play.
1: Yes. Um, and one last tip for this um, age gap here in your 50s, if you're running a little behind in terms of where you'd like to be uh, in it towards retirement and financially, well, the good news is in your 50s, there is some great ways to catch up. So if you made 50 and you don't feel like you've had enough saved up, the IRS allows you a catch-up provision. So you can throw an extra thousand dollars into your IRA uh, 2000 if you're married because you can do a spousal IRA contribution as well. And you can also funnel $6,500 more into your employer-sponsored plan, your 401k, 403b, TSP, whatever you have, wow. as long as you're age 50 or over. So if you feel like you haven't saved enough and you're 50, it's time for the catch-up. Sure. And hopefully some of those
0: regulatory changes uh, that kick in when you turn 50 are a source of optimism for people out there. They sound really good. Is there anything else you want to touch on as far
1: as when we hit our 50s? Um, I do have one more. So when you hit your 50s, it's perhaps more important than ever to review your strategy on a regular basis. So don't just do it once and think you're good. You know, look at it regularly. Are you making the kind of progress you need to get where you want to go and when you want to get there? Uh, when you're in your 50s, your motto should be review and adjust as
0: needed. All right. All right. Well, we're looking at the financial steps in three stages today, and now it's time to take a good look at some of the financial steps that you may want to be prepared to take when you retire. So we've come to that point. Uh,
1: What do you have for us first on that one? Well, we're at uh, part three right now, and uh, the article I chose for this is uh, from Forbes, and it's pretty insightful, and this one's titled 13 Ways to Make Your Money Last in Retirement, and I think this can help us uh, frame our discussion. So it's no great revelation to say that many people feel some bit of financial anxiety you know during or right before retirement i mean after all you're not going to be working anymore uh your your steady paycheck days are coming to an end so you now are in charge of paying yourself so with a little strategizing you can put yourself in a position to make sure that your money lasts longer than you do. So the article's first piece of advice is to shrink your fixed expenses, which includes things like housing, food, transportation, insurance, and of course the bad debt. Uh, Essentially, these are the things we all need to survive. For example, if it's just you and your spouse, maybe selling the family home and moving to a two-bedroom condo might be a smart play. Uh, That second bedroom could give space to host children and grandchildren when they visit. Uh, But more importantly, you'd almost certainly be able to reduce your housing costs while still living pretty comfortable and and happy.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a a really good point. And I I think that's great. So now let's not forget the downsizing often means a lot less upkeep, too. Uh, That's a perk I always look at. And, And after you're retired, why not let somebody else worry about mowing the lawn? (laughs) <laughs> that's my that's my <laughs> advice. So what else do you recommend?
1: Well, a very strong financial step in terms of retirement is ensuring you're taking full advantage of social security. Now I get it after working years the temptation to begin taking your social security at 62 as soon as you're eligible is very tempting and I hear people say that all the time, you know, well what if um you know something happens to me and I'm 60 eight years old and I never got any of that money I paid into. And I love a quote, one of the social security books that I read. uh, One of my favorite quotes is the author says, the risk isn't in dying too young. The risk is in living too long. So you have to keep that in mind because your social security payment is going to grow the longer you wait. If you take it at 62, it doesn't only mean just a smaller check, but it also means that in the future, you're going to see smaller COLA's uh, cost-of-living adjustments and remember those cost-of-living adjustments They come around pretty much when you need them Uh, So ask yourself this do I need social security now at age 62 or would I be better off waiting for my maximum benefit? At 70 and one last thing other than those colas don't forget if you're married The spouse gets the higher of the two social securities So if you're increasing one you're securing better income for the surviving spouse
0: well, yeah, I, and Social Security is one of those things. I, I think it could sometimes be thought of as of as check the box and move on. But in truth, Social Security does require a lot of thought and strategy. There's really more to it than most people realize, and it's not something to take casually.
1: Right. Yeah. And the, that even analysis works for single people, but for married couples, you got to think about that survivor benefit. Um, and that's why, you know, I run social security max reports um, for my clients. So there's nothing for guesswork. We know exactly um, what the costs are of filing early, if they outweigh the cost of what it could do to your portfolio. So we're able to make sound social security decisions. And, you know, social security is not designed to be the ideal retirement for most people, but it does provide um, a lot of lifeblood for millions of retirees. And there's employer sponsored plans, you know, like your 401ks that's going to come into play for many people. So you have to make these things work together is really the point. File social security wisely, use your accounts wisely. And if you aren't already, work with a financial service professional and get a retirement income plan together. Know what order you're going to access these accounts to get these checks coming in at a regular basis. Don't just simply haphazardly withdraw money from your IRAs when you need money. Um, that's a recipe for disaster. You need to have a tailor-made plan.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really important. And the value of working with somebody like yourself doesn't go away when you stop working, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And another simple but really powerful step in retirement is is having that spending plan. You know, you think of a spending plan, uh, it's a little bit different than a budget. You know, at at its most basic, a budget tells you what you uh, can, can't buy, shouldn't do, while the spending plan shows you what you get to do with the money. And doesn't that sound like more fun? (laughs) Well,
0: yeah, definitely. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean that that's the we want the kind of retirement that's going to be fulfilling you know it's not just continuing to exist start checking things off of your bucket list you know have a have a spending plan and highlight some things that you like to do hit the golf course a couple times a week you know take those trips you've wanted to do go to the the wine tasting um, dinners out with families and friends treating your family you know out taking dinner is, is very satisfying too you know opening a file on your laptop and looking at a spreadsheet that reminds you yeah i can afford a week and getaway with the grandkids you know it could be pretty enlightening when you know it's part of the plan so and sometimes we'll even you know earmark uh, portfolios or specific accounts for play play money you know so anytime you want to take a trip that's the money that you tap there into you so spending plan
0: <laughs> yep you have your play checks and your uh, paychecks right paychecks, pay the bills, the playchecks you use for uh, fun money. And you want to set it up that way in retirement, too. I want to hit that pizza buffet at least twice a week. You know what I mean?
1: I like that. Playchecks. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think I'll call that um, account now your your playcheck account.
0: Yeah, exactly. There you go. And, 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 you know, all of this just illustrates knowledge is power, right? I mean, the more you know.
1: Right. Yeah. And, You know, another good way to save a few bucks in retirement is making healthier choices. You know, we talk about healthcare a lot and it's expensive. And even if you have good insurance, chances are you're going to still have some out of pocket expenses. You know, so eating right, getting exercise, maybe maybe continue to mow that lawn. Yeah, some exercise. get out some good point. You got me Uh, there. (laughs) seeing uh, your doctor regularly, making sure that you catch things, you know, if anything uh, in your health kind of goes the other way or early diagnosis is the best defense. This will all actually not only keep you living longer and happier, but it's also going to help keep more money in your wallet. Yeah.
0: So, you know, we have to go here because it's so prevalent. But where does long term care fit into a financial strategy then for retirees?
1: Yeah, we have to talk about long term care. It's something that nobody really likes to talk about. But it's important to plan for it. Now, not everybody is going to need long-term care you know, in their golden years, but everyone should consider planning for the possibility uh, because not doing so could cause irreparable financial damage. Uh, in fact, in the Forbes article, they use Los Angeles as an example. Uh, a private nursing home costs uh, on average $110,000 a year. Now, while well, in some parts of the country uh, that might be a little less, here in Hawaii we have to actually publish our long-term care costs every year. And it just came out. Average cost of long-term care in Hawaii is $15,000 a month. Wow. So that nothing is going to wreck an state faster than that. No. Um, if you have an income plan for $5,000 a month, and all of a sudden you and your spouse <laughs> are in it together, uh, forget about it. Um, so it's critical to either... Self-insure, save enough money during your working years. I like to always earmark an account or, or sleeve a portfolio in an account for that rainy day fund. Um, don't just make insurance premium payments and hope for the best. Um, just to touch on this a little, Tony, whenever we look at a long-term care policy, average benefit is usually somewhere around $100 a day, $150 a day. So that's like three grand a month. And if it's 15,000, where's the other 12 coming from? So don't count on just long-term care insurance there's actually good life insurance policies you can get that have long-term care riders on them with no costs that allows you to use the death benefit for yourself while you're alive to fund long-term care so there's some options with long-term care if this is a concern of yours uh, feel free to reach out to me and we can discuss it
0: all right that sounds great and you know what great show but we're out of time greg is there anything else you want to add before we go today
1: well, we touched on a couple hot um, topics um, that I like to discuss. Social security, making sure that's correct. And the big one, having a plan, having an income plan, getting it figured out, a spending plan, knowing when to access your accounts in what order, your accounts and your risk tolerance, rainy day funds, earmarking accounts for specific tasks. All of this needs to be done. If this sounds like too much for you to handle, let me help. (laughs) Give me a call. I'm happy to do it. 808-791-2924. Check out our website, therogroup.org. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode
0: of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org.